Hello and welcome to this week's Super Aids podcast. Joining me this evening is Cork's very finest, Sean O'Gohalpin. And we are delighted to have cabin manager Mickey Graham on with us this evening as our guest. So welcome, lads. Thank you, Mickey. Mickey, you were our guest last year on GA Old School. Little did we know then that you would lead Mullignac to their third Longford County title in a row. Then claim the Leinster Senior Club title with victory over Chemical Croaks. That was the first time um, a provincial club title went back to Longford. Then you moved to your native Cavan and work your magic there. And you're now preparing for an Ulster final, Cavan's first in 18 years. Tell me it's those lucky tracks at bottoms. Yeah, um, I don't know what you put it down to, to be honest with you, no. But look at it, it's been, it's been an amazing 12 months. And um, if you said this time last year, all that was going to happen between now and then, you'd have said you're mad in the head, not a chance, you know. But um, it just shows you, you know, um, that, you know, in football, you know, anything can happen over the course of, of time. And I'm just lucky as, as a manager to be able to experience um, that in the last 12 months with Mullinyakta and, and now with Cavan. Mullinyakta, I know, they had the players and they just needed someone to get them over the line. And that's exactly what happened. And now you look at what you've done with Cavan. I know Cavan were there, they had the players. They just needed a Mickey Graham. Like, what did you do differently? Um, I don't think there was much done differently, I suppose. Um, you know, I surrounded myself with a good team as well, you know, and Dermot McCabe, Martin Corey, and, you know, uh, and other backroom teams. But we probably just tried to put the structures in place that allowed the uh, players to reach their potential and play to, to their potential and just generate a good feel factor and get the lads enjoying what they were doing and, you know, and, and get them enjoying the football. And I think that's what, what, what they've done, you know. We've come through three tough games and in fairness to the lads there was lots of questions asking them at times but you know they were able to find a way through it and find answers when the going got tough and as I said they're just enjoying what they're doing at the moment. Sean Og, you look at Roscommon today, Roscommon like Calvin, relegated, I'm hoping that the same result happens next weekend for Mickey Graham and for Calvin. It's fantastic, you see them going through a tough league campaign, Roscommon you know, very nearly stayed up, but they were relegated just like Cavan, and then to bounce back and claim a provincial title. They rose the Cavan football this year, and the victory there was coming had in the kind of point today. I mean, it's the stuff for Ride the, uh, the Rover stuff, really. And there in itself is a story emerging in this year's championship like that. I know everyone's kind of expecting the big guns to do well, but it's actually the underdogs are fighting back. Do you know what I mean? And Mickey had a cabin and then what Anthony Cunningham has done with Ross Common today leading the charge and to be telling Mickey what's ahead of him like in the next week but if you could take some inspiration of what Ross Common did today like the other, I, I threw up my hand I didn't see that game right but I was listening to on the radio and just reading online reports like and what a man has to win that game right kind of five points down a half yeah. time going into the second half against the Gale Force win and then I mean to get just one point from play I mean speaks volumes of what they did in the second half like you know what I mean it just goes to show if you have 15 guys or whatever subs that are coming on you know that's required yeah. with a bit of God's passion and on top of what Mickey Graham was saying you know what I mean structures and systems I mean anything's possible like you know Mickey I suppose yourself and Auntie Cunningham at the start of the year yeah you wanted to stay up but you knew it was going to be tough to stay in Division 1 
were you focusing on, you know, getting your players through Division 1, you know, experimenting, getting them to play your type of football? And for you, the Monaghan game, the first round of the championship, was where it really started. Yeah, look, I suppose when you're up in the top flight against the best teams, that's that's where you learn um, where you're at. And we wanted to go out and try and apply ourselves the best we could during that league. And, you know, to say that we were trying to learn and find a way... Um, there's probably a wee bit true but we wanted to try and stay in Division 1 mm. but you know we did, that didn't happen we got relegated but we learned an awful lot in those games we learned that against quality opposition when you don't uh, take your opportunities when you make mistakes when you give the ball up cheaply you got punished and it was a hard learning curve for, for us as a management team and as the players but it was one that we, we took on board and took on the chin and you know, we said that we were coming up against one in the first round of the championship. We've been consistently playing Division One mm. for the last seven or eight years. We knew that we would have to take all those learnings and 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 make sure that we try and iron them out by the time we met Monaghan. And you know, luckily enough, that uh, we did learn from from the league campaigns. And uh, you know, we learned the hard way, I suppose, from the defeat we we tasted. But. You know, it stood to us definitely in the last number of games that we played in the championship. Isn't it mad to think when everyone talks about the championship this year and only really the Leinster hurling championship kind of liven things up this weekend that Ulster football has basically saved football because it has been really enjoyable. Look at um, Ulster football on its day, any team beat anybody it's so competitive and even back in the playing days when I was involved um, you always felt that when you went out to take the field that you were in with a fighting chance and no matter who you were playing you believed that there was always anything could happen on the day and that's the, the joys of those the championship there's you know the form means nothing when, when you're playing those championship and I think that's what makes it so good and it's a competitive province you know there's five, six, seven teams there on any given day can get results against anybody but um, you know, it always has been like that. You know, there's Denver, you know, it's just so much intensity, so much um, rivalry, so many derbies, you know, because we're so, you know, beside each other. That's what makes it special, you know, Hanks and um, us the championship team to bring out the best in all the teams and all the You mentioned playing. You played back in 97 when Cabin won the Ulster title. Did you think all these years later that you would come back to actually manage them? No, to be honest, uh, look at, uh, as I said, I got into coaching at a, at a young age and, you know, it started off with my own club with my own uh, underage teams and then I probably got into it a wee bit sooner than I thought. Um, you know, I enjoy uh, the club team and managing the club team. you learned all your football isn't it that's where you learned all my trade but yeah look at I suppose I think Longford Cambridge club football is as good as anything in the country because it's so competitive and I suppose the proof is in the pudding there with Mullignac when they won the Leinster club for the first time so um, yeah look at as I said I didn't think that I'd find myself here in this stage of my career I thought it'd be a few more years down the line but look at um, we're grateful that we find ourselves in the situation that we're in 
listen, there was a real buzz around the place. I was down in Calvin the other day and the excitement is really building. I know how passionate Calvin people are about, are about their football. My mother is one of them. So I have to get my granner flag out because obviously we're the same colour as Calvin. They're expecting um, a huge crowd from Calvin. It's a sellout. Sean Og, isn't that great to see, you know, how... A, small, a county like Calvin, you know, back in an Ulster final, you know, and, and the fans really taking it. Oh, absolutely. Like, the colour that Calvin will bring to the Ulster final is going to be, like, a magical. Uh, the game has been cloned. It's cloned as the venue would be probably something similar to Torres, do you know what I mean, down in Munster, where it's kind of like in the middle of the... Um, it's in the middle of the province. Um, Kevin not being there, do you know what I mean, in a lot of years, probably is going to bring the coast to it, no doubt. Um, Donegal, having been there for the last couple of years, probably more used to that pass, and you mightn't get as many fans going, do you know what I mean, to the game, but I sense they will, do you know what I mean, because basically, um, kind of sense, kind of, if you were Donegal supporters, that this is kind of like a new team emerging, do you know what I mean, from the county, so... Um, um, so that all has green ingredients to make it, what you call it, um, a great spectacle, number one. And then from a neutral point of view, from a fella, say, from Munster, you know, looking into the Ulster Championship, cabin, a new team coming in, you know, get more views and spectators looking at it because if it was like Donegal, Tyrone, Donegal versus like kind of Monaghan, I sure we're probably used to it, you know, used to, used to that, that, that type of class for the last couple of years. Cabin like would definitely play an interest like to what I mean to the floating water outside the bottom. Yeah, Mickey, um as a player you always wanted to play in those big games. As a manager, you've sampled those big games. You know, the week, what is it going to be like, you know, um will you think much about football? I suppose everyone you meet will probably talk to you about football. Um do you like doing that? Do you like yapping about the football or would you prefer to talk about the weather or something else? I uh, well, honestly, you prefer probably to talk about the weather, but look, that's, that's the environment we're in nowadays. You know, people haven't have had nothing to cheer about in those the championships, you know, since last final in 2001. And, you know, there is great excitement and there's great atmosphere around town at the moment. You know, we have to focus in and, and it's another game, you know, it's a great occasion for the supporters and family and everybody involved with Cavan but for the players you know unfortunately you can't you know let the occasion get yeah. we have to just focus on the, on the other hand and, and you know because we put in three matches in the last three games and you know we have to just try and put in another one the next day and it's going to take probably a super performance and lads really playing out of their skins and maybe hoping that Donegal have an off day because them um, and Serious, serious task of this team, and but one that you know I know the lads are looking forward to. One thing I've noticed about your cab side, especially in the last couple of games, no panic, and it's exactly what you done with Mullinyakta. My mum said to me it was a bit like watching Mullinyakta play, and it was. That's something that you have instilled in players that once there is time there, you still have a chance. Yeah, look, at, I suppose, and um, it's all about just. Uh, you know, maturity and the reassuring lads that you know it's a test in a game and there's going to be lots of equipment and phones during the course of the game and things will go for you and things will go against you and you know, not to panic, just be bad and be bad and we'll get that chance again, that opportunity will come again, you know, and I see that then, you know, players are really bad uh, that, you know, that there will be setbacks during the course of the match, but you just have to just weather the storm and try and come out the other side and 
Um, in fairness to the lads, there's been lots of questions asked from the last three games, and you know they've found a way around it, and you just hope that they can keep uh, keep that going. And, you know, there's going to be lots of questions asked them again this Sunday in, in, in Clonus, and probably more questions than ever asked. So well, to be the best, you have to beat the best. To say, Donegal are the champions, so you know what you have to do. Um, you've no pressure on you, which is a good thing, I suppose, for yourselves and the supporters. Yeah, but it's a bit like the Mullinyakta situation, where you're going in nothing to lose. You know that your players have that performance in their uh, that they're capable of, and if they put in that performance that they are capable of, they could come out with a result. You know, the result takes care of itself. Yeah, look at um, as I said, we're under no pressure. Johnny Gall have been at the eight finals in nine years. You know, so they're very familiar with with all the final day. You know, it's not going to save them whatsoever. They know how to prepare for it mentally and physically. You know, they've been the best to walk. All about how we approach it and make sure that we approach it in the right way and believe that we can go in and put in a big performance. And all we can do, you know, is focus on us and focus on trying to put our best foot forward and deliver a performance on the day that, you know, that is good enough to, to get a result. But, you know, we do not know what we arrive and Exactly. Well, as a Longford person, I like the banter with the Rossies and I have to say well done to them today. You watched that game and I suppose that's exactly how championship football can turn. Last year, Roscommon were in the lead at half-time. Galway ends up winning it. This year, five points down. You know, the new... I, what I liked about Anthony Cunningham is the way he has set Roscommon up. As I said to, to, to Sean O'G, you know, would that give you a bit of confidence, the fact that, you know, Roscommon were able to produce that performance, you know, despite what happened them in the league. Yeah, look, I think Sean hit his uh, hit the nail on the head there, yeah, you know, you can have all, all the best games and the best matches in some of them played, and, you know, all the, the, the best set-ups they played, but, you know, it does come down to work ethic, it comes down to belief, it comes down to hunger, willingness, it comes down to all those things, you know, you can have all the best structures and quality players and the best quality players on the field and the most talented on the field but if you don't have the main ingredients which is, is, is determination belief mm. hunger energy um, it's all going to fall apart and I think that this comment showed that in abundance today uh, you know at half time I think everybody was saying how much Scarborough was going yeah. to win by but when this comment came out in the second half there was definitely a pep on their step you know they went through a lull just before half time but you know you could see in them that the hunger was there and that they were going down with a fight and you know they got a goal early on and you could see their head you know get lifted and the body language all over the field they just wanted it more and it was just pure hunger and determination that really backed up that win today because when you have that everything else you know, and, and you know what it's like. You know, everyone kind of comes back to, to the Mullinyakta story, and it is an incredible story. For supporters of football, Sean Oak, what Mickey done and what the Mullinyakta lads done last year, it was something that Gaelic football needed. Oh, I 
Absolutely. I mean, Forty, what's going on like at, at the county level with Dublin being so dominant? I mean, people are expecting like kind of more or less the same Emmer, yeah. Emmer's like at club level, like do you know what I mean? Where we're expecting the Cross Midlands and Cardiffins, New Rangers, um, and Dr. Cork to Clarny, like do you know what teams, um, like clubs of that tradition, like do you know what I mean? To win all the clubs or do well, right? And then basically the small minnow clubs like my, you know, Mullinacta, like that they wouldn't have an athlete more of a chance, right? What Mickey has done there and Mullinacta has turned the whole chain around and what it's done is given belief to every other small club or rural club of that to say, look, it can be done. It's only been three years involved, like, and uh, their journey this year probably didn't start this year, like, mm. you know what I mean? That's been in the making for the last two, three years, like, of minutes, hours, weeks, you name it, even years of, like, organization, practice, commitment, and everything coming together, like, you know what I mean? But it can be done, and it's shown. All supporters, I mean, we all love, we all love the underdog, you know what I mean? The underdog coming out, and Trumping the Goliath, like, uh, which is great. You know, and long may, long, long may continue, as long as sports is there, long may continue that the underdog has a, has a decent chance. Like, you know. Before Mickey Graham worked his magic with Mullinyakta, you probably never even heard of them. It's nice to see Mullinyakta back in the headlines, obviously, Mickey, because everyone's going to mention that with you. But Sean O'Gue is right, and it's the same thing, obviously, with, with Cav and, and with, with a team is you go in there and you have a plan. You know, no matter what happens next Sunday, and please God, you do get the win. What You know, you have to continue that journey. You have to have a journey with a, t- a team. Yeah, look, at, you always have, um, when you go into any job, you, you know, you have a journey planned out and where you, you know, you have a, a goal where you want to get there and how long you think it's going to take you to get there, you know. And as I said, things usually get worse before they get better because um, you're trying to change the whole probably mindset of what went before and change the way you, you play. And I remember the first time I went to Mullinyaka, But I have to say, though, you were sick for a while, so you were missing. But you mentioned games, and I think, and, I, and I've said it, I've done it many times, but for listeners, for me, David McGivney's free against Abby Lara in your first club match for them to draw the game. For me, that kick was so vital when you think of all you have achieved. Yeah, well, look, it's, it's like everything else in the course of a season. You'll always look back at the points of the season. You know, when teams win a championship, you look back at the tournament points. You know, you look back at Jimmy McGivney's goal against Kilo's Park. You know, when we were nine points down, you know, and a goal in three times early to draw the game. You know, was that a tournament point for that team? Of course it yeah. was. You know, you went on to win the championship after that. So, you know, there's always tournament points in, in a team's season. And,
for two years nearly without losing a league game and you know that just steamrolled on to the following year you know and, and, and just showed the confidence that the lads had you know to continue that Carbo went through a spell of dominating Ulster football with the under 21s and you know some people say you know if you have them all at the same time it's not actually good for your team you know if you had staggered them out over um, a certain a period of time it would have been better but everyone kind of looked at Cavan and just couldn't get there what's different um, with this year I know I'm going to say it's it's yourself and Dermot and we have to give poor old John Denning a, a mention in there you know you've guys that come in I believe but, but what is different with, with Cavan now Okay, I think over the last number of years, Cavan, you know, probably hadn't a consistency within the panel. You had a lot of, you know, lads chopping and changing. I think over the course of, of four or five years, they could have lost in the guts of 40 to 50 mm. players, you know, or used 40 or 50 to players. And it just seemed the last number of years, there was, you know, different personnel taking the field every year. You know, you had the same five or six and then, but you had a different seven or eight then. But there was no real, you know, bedding down of a, of, a, of a consistent panel. And I suppose this year we've had that. We've, we've started off with a panel of 40 at the beginning of, of, of December. And we still have that panel of 40, would you believe, in place. Nobody jumped ship. Um, nobody, you know, when, when the going got tough and joined the league and lads weren't getting game time, it's been very easy for lads to mm-hmm. say, oh, I don't want to be part of this, you know, I'm getting out of here. But... You know, they all stuck to it and they all believed that we were heading in the right direction and even when we got relegated, you know, lads could have had the excuse to, you know, to throw the ties out of the plan, but they didn't. And, you know, there's a good team bond there, there's good morale in the camp and they all stuck at it and I think, you know, because of that, the competition for places within the squad, you know, is fierce and it's kept everybody on their toes and they're not the, the group stronger as a whole and it was really you know really mad if you can make it up this team it's the panel of players there's games next weekend plenty of games we'll go through the, the qualifiers and Mickey I know you, you love your football but you'll probably have uh, your eye on Glenham Brothers Pierce Park we'll go through earlier games Antrim against Kildare then Derry against Leash we have Westmead and Limerick, Leitrim and Clare, Monaghan Armagh and Down and Mio while on Sunday, Offaly and Sligo. I mentioned Glennon Brothers Pierce Park. Seven of your Mullinocta players were involved last week um, against Carlo. You know, eight of them were called in. The commitment they've given, it just shows what they were like under you because they came in and gave it to the county. Now, they're playing Tyrone, which is going to be a huge step up for them. You know, we're hoping that a good crowd comes out to support Longford because Tyrone supporters are brilliant. I suppose you're not surprised, though, at those Mullinocta lads coming in and giving it all for their county. No, not surprised at them lads, you know. And we couldn't work with a better bunch of lads, you know, as the guards committed and, you know belief and um, they'll not fear Tyrone coming to Pierce Park anyway I know with the boys I've dealt with mm. they'll have no fear of Tyrone coming and I'm sure the rest of the, the Longford lads will see us that you know um, they look forward to it and in fairness the Longford they've always uh, boxed above the weight yeah. Pierce Park is a difficult place to go and you know I was down there last year when the deaths need and look where me down now so um, you know, look for them not to lose. They'll go out and give it the best shot. And Tyrone will need to be really tuned in because if they're not, 
Longford will really um, will go after them and they'll sense that they're not tuned in and if they smell blood at all you know they'll go for it and you know I just wouldn't say it's just uh, as, as straightforward as people might be making out it to be. Mon and Armagh down in my own, no disrespect to the other counties but they're the big two. Can you see any upsets or how, you t- how do you think the, the two games will go down in my own Mon and, and Armagh? Yeah, look at, I suppose, Mayo going to Newry, it's not an easy place. No, it's not. Um, real, real tight grounds, real, you know, compact um, down a really, you know, up their game under Paddy Talley. They were probably unfortunate not to get a result against uh, Armagh in the first round of the championship. But, you know, to have a win under the belt now, there's a bit of momentum going. Mayo um, coming up there, you know, why do be, people be expect them to get a result? I don't think it will just all go according to plan. Yeah. But you'd expect Mayo to bounce back and, and just have the, the, the experience that they have within what, you know, they'll definitely not be taken down for granted. And while down will, will give it their best, um, I just think Mayo might just have a wee bit uh, more experience and, you know, a wee bit more off the bench as well to get over the line. The two teams that you beat. Oh yeah, but local derby there. Yeah. Both teams, you know, Monaghan are back on track now. Got a win against from Alfamana. Yeah. You know that was that was you know what you know brought them back again confidence wise. Armagh will look at the two performances they put in against Cavan and say you know they could have been in the Ulster final easy enough. So you know they're a team that's done well in the qualifiers last year. You know they, they were lucky to were one game away from the Super Eight. So you know. Here, McGinney has made no secret of from day one that the Super 8 was the team target, and you know they'll have regrouped now with the with with the last two weeks, and it's going to be another humdinger between the two of them. There's very little in it, I, I, I expect. I would surprise this could be another game that Armagh could go for extra time, and I just have a feeling that they just might they might sneak that one. You know? mm. um, I'm looking at the other games, and Derry and Leash is popping out as well. Uh, Derry had a very good win, albeit against a poor enough Wexford side. They're at home. Um, Leash kind of need a bit of reaction after the the Leinster semi final. Um, you know, Derry were promoted after a, a horrible couple of years, so they would be seeing this as a chance of you know kind of getting their season back on track. Yeah, I, I, I believe the two of them were probably fairly match, mm. really matched teams. You know, the two um, good managers there and. The, the National League and, and, and the Championship and you know with Derry in the first round with seven minutes to go they were picked up against Tyrone and you know um, Tyrone got a goal straight after that after they scored a goal and it's been a lot different that had to happen but and then you know we should be making new strikes and that's quite one too so it'll be, it'll be a tough one yeah. Derry's not an easy place to go but teams have gone up there in the past and got results down for the cab and have gone up there in qualifiers and got results so no, uh, I think that one will go to the wire. I, I, I can't take that one myself, but as I said, Derry are hard to Yeah. Right, we're going to move on to the two big games. I will leave it to Sean Og um, to talk about um, the Ulster final. I don't want to put any, any pressure on you, Mickey, and I know that you'll be very honest about the big game. Sean Og, uh, it's going to be, uh, as you said, a really colourful affair. You have two sets of passionate supporters um, I'm not just saying it. Just I think the cabin will look towards what's coming, what they've done. They'll go in with no fear. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, what's probably going to be vital here, which many people probably mightn't realise, like cabin sixteen person 
which is their supporters going to the game and drove I'd imagine the Cavern Cup will have nobody done a yard cup treat as Mickey said this is done a yard eight of the final do you know what I mean when it, I'm not saying it's the case but you can understand a bit of complacency amongst our fans I mean we've won lots of titles like, and then they see they're probably one eye on the bigger prize do you know what I mean <laughs> which is um, which is the Sam Maguire right we foolish thoughts under our management and players if that's the case like funny enough the mean and then if you look at the history of Cavan football, right, up to when I think down down with the first team like kinda across the border that won it in the sixties yeah. and then you had down and then you had uh, Tyrone uh Derry 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 yeah down yeah. Yeah, and then and then Tyrone's right. You take that success away, right? Cavan are the aristocrats of us of football. You know, many people might recognise that. I know from talking to another generation down here who would go back football, like kind of, like they would, uh, many, in many people's eyes, they would view Cavan as the carry of us of football. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Down inside, like that never loses, like, uh, amongst the people. So, like, even though Cavan would be going into the game as, like, huge underdog, but. I, I, I'd imagine kind of when Cavan gets to us the finals is the biggest you know there's, there's, yeah. there's a bit of swagger about him because of the tradition like that they have um, okay he just said the none against the Donegal team who are probably re-emerging to, yeah. which, with a with new name who have some of the cohorts from the 2012 Alolan winning team even though they're becoming less and less you know as the years are going on the thing for Donegal is like if they don't like if they don't treat Cabin with the respect that they should be, like, they're going to be in for a torrid 70 minutes. Like. Yeah, I think so too. Mickey, moving on to Leinster, you know, if we take Dublin out of the province, it's probably one of the most exciting problems. It'd be a bit like, like Ulster because you have so many teams that would be able to win Leinster, but it's the case of how much Dublin are going to win by no disrespect to Mead. Look, I suppose that's what everybody's saying, and, and, and I'm sure um, Mead have probably different thoughts on that. You know, they find themselves in a brilliant position going in that nobody's given them yeah, true. A, a chance, nobody's expecting anything from them. If they and ship a heavy defeat, nobody will pass on in remarks. But, you know, what if they don't ship a heavy defeat? What, what if the game is tight and there's only a few points in it? You know, um, will Dublin, you know, start to worry we should be winning by more here? So, why? They sprung a surprise years ago, remember that, when everyone expected yeah. Dublin to win. Yeah, to have, look at Dublin rivalry when I was growing up, <laughs> it was one of the biggest games. I remember yeah. on, on the television and there were never much between them, but as we all know, Dublin have just gone that wee bit ahead of everybody else, so, you know, they're probably still well ahead of everybody. You know, if they get in, you know, within a couple of points, people would say, you know, oh, great result, but, you know, you just never know. As Sean O said, that's the beauty of sport, things don't always go according to plan, but he'd expected a will on Sunday, but just look at it's a length of final, and I'm sure Mead will, will give it everything to have, and, you know, you just never know what sport. I, I just be queer crack though if yourselves and me because uh, there was always great rivalry and it would be just amazing if you know um, Sunday that the two years can spring surprises you know because everyone's expecting Donegal well not so much Donegal as, as Dublin to defeat Mead said you know football it is unpredictable everyone is expecting Dublin and um, you know one of those times when you can be too complacent that's the time you can slip up 
Yeah, but look, I suppose need everybody, you know, Leinster needs me going well. Yeah. You know, they're such a big county and it's, it's you know, like, like people saying, you know, in all Ireland, people need me out to win all Ireland. People need to, need to win a Leinster title just to break the monotony there and maybe give every other yeah. hope because if you take, apart from Dublin, the Leinster Championship is very competitive mm. and every other team is probably in the same I don't think this dominance for Dublin is going to last forever. I think it eventually will, you know, even out as well. But whether it's the next year or two, we just have to wait and see. Right, Shauna, we're going to move on to hurling. And Leinster hurling fans are delighted to think that their province produced more excitement in this year's championship. Um, Kilkenny and Wexford last night, a draw. Dublin defeating Galway, the big story. 2017 All-Ireland Champions, last year's uh, beaten finalists, Galway out of the Championship. But the thing about it is, we can talk about Galway out of the Championship, but great credit has to go to Dublin for that win, and especially for Galway man, Matty Kenny. Yeah, absolutely, Denise. I mean, when, when, when people start to get over the shock of Galway exiting the Championship, do you know what I mean, at this stage... And start to kind of delve in and look at like kind of the, the performance that Dublin put in. I'd have to put up my hand. I didn't see that. Well, I could see Dublin put in a performance, but mm. I didn't. It probably does help when you have <laughs> when you have Matty Kenny and Gregor Kennedy. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. right hand man in the setup who will go with people who can tap into like the way Galway think in the DNA. Like absolutely, hats off to Dublin. They go in at the third team and then they see. I'm sure, like, they're after getting huge, huge confidence for making it this far, and then they see, like, in a lot of people's eyes, from no one, you need any game that they're yeah. in, no one's not going to be expecting them to win, so it's a great way to be, like, to really know that anything from no one is going to be a bonus, even though, even though internally did, do you know what I mean? They probably feel like that if they can, what you call it, put in performance like that against Galway, all Ireland champions from not so far ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What's to say that they can go on and take another scalp later on in the championship remains to be seen. It's uh, mad to think, though, Sean Ogg, that Galway the week before put in a performance to speak to Kenny, and they're probably going to go back and look at the Carlo game and think if we'd have put up a bigger score. We would have been through one points difference. Oh, I have no doubt about it. That game cost them the championship. The worst thing that needed to happen for them was the draw down in Wexford Park Her. with Kilkenny and Wexford, which happened. So, look. The last um, minute free by uh, uh, Lee Chin, yeah. Equalizers. And from the highs of 2017, right, we're up to then. Galway were the most predictable thing about Galway up to 2017 was their unpredictability. Like, yes. You know what I mean? You, the times that you expected them to win, they'd lose. And the times you didn't expect them to win, they did. Yeah. They seemed to get it all consistently together in 2017. And then since then, I mean, they got to the final last year. And then, and then for nearly, like, up to the semi-final, they looked like... Red hot favourites, like, you know what I mean? To win All-Ireland, yeah, again, it's retained it. And then they do back-to-back, right? Yeah. But since then, I mean, their performances have been, like, kind of North Pole, South Pole, like, classic case in point, and they beat Kilkenny, like, in the middle yeah. last week, do you know what I mean, in Nolan Park, and then basically they go to Parnley Park then, like, and, and then lose by lose by a goal, right? But this is my take on my goal, we kind of haven't fired this year, right? After the Carroll game and after the, sorry, Wexford game where they drew against Wexford yeah. in Salt Hill, right? I had half notions 
waiting for the Kilkenny game, right, to kind of prove what I was thinking. I actually think, Denise, that this goal regime, they're gone past their sell-by date. And, 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 and the reason why I say that is... 2017 was probably the pinnacle or probably the peak of that team because basically if you look at if you look at Galway like the years leading up to 2017 I mean that the, is the four All-Ireland semi-final Yeah, were, it was a case of so near but they were building up yeah, they were building up yeah. They've been on the road like in a long time we've seen like a margin when you when a team gathers together you've probably got about three, four years max well, you're getting the most out of fellas before the breakup of that team and there's a new cycle coming in, right? Mm. And then and then that goal with team, they're probably just mentally tired and they're probably just, as a team, not, not players in the division, but as a team, they're probably just on the way down. And unfortunately, they're just not able to recapture the magic on a consistent basis from two years ago. The Kilkenny game kind of disproved that a small bit for me. Kind of, I thought, oh, maybe they're back. Maybe I just miscalculated a small bit. But no, I mean, that last, when the game was in the balance, two years ago when the game was in the balance, they would have had the, probably, you know, the hunger and the wealthy, the eco, the result. Yeah. Their punch resistance, the needs is just, they're getting hit by the rose, but they're just not, do you know what I mean? Kind of, they're not able to respond yet. I'm sure. Gold will be back next year or year after, but it'll be it'll be the, the next time Gold will be probably challenging for honors. You, you you probably see a new cycle or a new change, like you know, uh, in person. You know, a lot of monster people and a lot of hurting people will say Kilkenny and Wexford, you know, not as up to it as uh, you know the monster teams to challenge. It's going to be a, a really enjoyable Leinster final and Sully does be on about, you know, watching the battle between Cody and uh, Davy on the sideline. Yeah, even yesterday I was kind of going, what's, what's happening, what's happening? Um, it was uh, an enjoyable game. We moved down to Munster. Clare bounced back from two heavy defeats and I think they needed that result to beat Cork. What though will John Myler take from this result and the performance? Funny enough, I, I, I said there'd be mixed views, right? <laughs> I, I, I think the fact that Cork are one of the three teams going on, they'll be hugely relieved, you know what I mean? And then, and to be honest, that was still on the car, regardless of what, like, whether they were, like, if they were beaten, it was more times than that, like, that, that, that was more reality that they'd finished, like, one of the three teams, you know what I mean? Kind of, it would have had to take him care to beat him by 20 points or more, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, and then Clare would have had to rely on limit beating to Pereira, to Marine, to Lacanet, which was the reality there, right? But it, like, as it panned out, it didn't, right? Um, in a strange way, I know, I know Cork were beaten, and then basically, I was just talking to people that were at the game, I wasn't at the game myself, and just reading that long reports mm. on it. I think there was, there was no dispute, there's no dispute. And the result, Clare were by far the better team, right? But when you have to take it into context, I think Clare had more to play for. In the end of the day, Denise, what I'm trying to say, I think it was a, I, I, I think it was a winner for all. Clare wins the game, this has a bit of pride, and if they can go into the winter college, the rest of the summer and the winter, no one like that, do you know what I mean? Can I just kind of a bunch of players like that? Do you know, they do have respect for the jersey, and basically that, that, that they're not... That, that they're still a force, right? Can I, and then and then and then and then Cork, right? Okay, Cork lose the game, not by much. Do you know what I mean? Let's by say like yeah. by four points, not by much, and they're still in the championship. 
And then this is the point that I'm trying to get the Cork don't need to win a Munster title to me. Are you like they've won the last two? They don't yes. going to Munster final because they see if they win, if they go to Munster final, if they lose the Munster final, there'll be huge question marks. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Or if they win, like the hype machine. Do you know what I mean? Three monsters. Why aren't they winning all Ireland? I think they're just better off either playing Leash, Westmead, taking their chances, like in whoever loses the minutes, you know what I mean, kind of, uh, left the championship, and then, and then, and, and, and basically, if they can get to the semi final, I think that's where Cork just wants to be in the semi final, and after that, then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Their season can take shape. From a Cork perspective, I know you don't want to lose any game, but, if I was to take if 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 I was to take a loss, I'd take it today against Clare to run And further on, yeah. Yeah. Or knowing that they can go away quickly and then basically just like this is where the real championship starts from now on, like yeah. you know, for Cork, right? Do you know what I mean? So um I think defence is a problem again, do you know what I mean? Like which they're gonna have to I don't know what Bar Columns Balan, who hasn't featured all year so far because of injury, and it looks like he won't feature. I think Cork are going to have to kind of rely on the backs that they've played so far. I think they were kind of overworked by the clear forwards today, so that's probably going to be some, do you know what I mean, cause for concern later down in the championship. But look, um, you're disappointed. But from a Cork's perspective, I wouldn't be as disappointed, do you know what I mean, like, kinda, as what other people might be making up to be, like, you know. Right, in the other game, Tipperary made it four wins from four with victory over Limerick. Yeah. And like Cork, their second defeat of the championship, they'll meet again in the Munster final. And I think this was basically a case of a bit like the Cork game. Uh, Limerick made changes. For Tipperary, I suppose, that, you know, they wanted to keep that um, winning run. And it's great, you know, it's what they want. Um, but the result didn't really matter today. No, like, I, I, to be honest, I saw that game on TV, right? No championship intensity, did it really? No, not really. I, I patches it did, right? Yeah. But like basically, there was a lot of, you know, you know the saying, there was a lot of shadow boxing going yeah. on. Um, um, even though it was a win for Tipperary, it could be a costly win for him because basically, Bonomar going I was going to say that Bonomar going off, yeah. To be a knee, like that, that appears to be a knee injury. If that's a knee injury, and it's severe, he's out for the rest of the year. Yeah, huge he's loss. Like, he's a big player, he's a big player for them, right? With Carl Barrett having to go off, which doesn't seem as serious, but he could be out for two weeks' time, right, against Limerick. Um, in terms of the psychology, going into the Munster final in two weeks' time, Tipperary are probably, they're playing with the full deck that's available to them, do you know what I mean? And then I don't think, I, I, this is this is where their bench is going to be testable. Yes. Limerick, I think Limerick's bench, right, kind of, the way they played it today, not starting Keane Lynch, not starting kind of Declan Hannon, not starting another one or two, which be, you know, who'll be usually on their first team sheet, do you know what I mean? Like, they sprung them later on, I, like you could be sure in two weeks' time, like they'll be starting to these like. Yeah, it was a great opportunity for John Kiley to give lad to give lads a chance, and as I said, you know, for Absolutely. like for for tip, kind of tip show their hand in some ways, you know, with their selection, whereas Limerick didn't. What you're probably going to see from the one is Tip and Nita. Okay, so Tip are probably going at fourth, fifth gear at the minute. 
Well, I mean, probably the same 15 or 16 guys, right? Can they sustain that now from now on for the rest of the year, right? Where I think Limerick are probably only going at third gear at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Like, kind of with more than reserve when it's required, like, do you know what I mean? So, uh, whether it's happened by design, whether it's happened by design or not, I think John, I think John Cleary long term is back in this cover, like, yep. do you know what I mean? Can I, I think after today, right, tip showed the fashions and the brilliances, like, do you know what I mean, that got him off the line, fancy Limerick for the Munster final, and then this is the thing, Limerick won the All-Ireland Nash would have won in the Munster Championship. Okay. I know this year, like, they've been talking about the Munster Championship to say, like, that they'd like to back up the Munster Championship with the All-Ireland from last year. What a way it's turned out from the events this weekend. I mean, the last games, they're after becoming the rehearsal for the Marines. For finals, speaking about dress rehearsals, um, in another competition as well, with the Joe McDonough where Leash and Westmead played, they drew, yeah, and yeah, it's a dress rehearsal for the final. We also had the big news, obviously, with with, uh, with Galway, and uh, everyone will talk now about um, Kerry beating Offaly and Offaly dropping down to the Christie Ring. You know, huge credit has to be given to and Bula Bus to yeah, yeah. Kerry. Yeah, you know, for for that, like they they won up in Westmead when everyone you know kind of expected Westmead to win that game. I know they were beaten by Antrim in the first game, but they've they've turned it around. But um, awfully a sad sad day. <laughs> kind of put finality you know and it's in it as it is you know in, in terms yeah. of like every time after we lose or like any, every time they will lose in a game or you know not competing in the Leinster Championship and uh, in the draw McDonough and like every time like, and, uh, I think deep down inside people didn't want to believe it do you know what I mean like that it was some kind of bad nightmare but like a finality you know Afi are officially they're at a crisis in the doldrums do you know what I mean like and uh so whatever whatever they need to do, they need they, they need to take stock and start staff rebuilding, right? Can I, um, we spoke about that actually with Mickey oh, and about structures yeah, and resources. You, you know, that's what they have to do. Oh, absolutely. I and mean, I'd imagine there's probably people in the country probably they're probably oblivious to that. They're probably hearing it, but like they're probably not believing that they were not as bad as mm. what. Do you know what it kind of reminds me? It kind of reminds me when the Roman Empire was falling apart and you were the guys. <laughs> Eating grapes in the Coliseum team. Yeah, it's not going to happen, yeah. So, uh, like, like th- th- that's what I feel like at the moment. I feel like, do you know what I mean? From the powers that be, like, probably they're looking at the role of honour and they're seeing their four all or entitled saying, look, we have, you know, we won four, like, what's going on? What's wrong with you? Do you know what I mean? Like, we're, we have more than care one, do you know what I mean? Like, and we have not far off what Gawley have won, like, do you know what I mean? And then, and then, and then, and then just unfortunately, like, the world, the results are there to be seen, like, do you know what I mean? They deserve to be where they are at the moment. Yeah. And it's, it's like you're saying, if it's going to be, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Everyone in Africa is going to have to sit down and have, like, true heart to heart and then how they're going to get out of this and then it's, it's just going to be a long, windy road, do you know what I mean, for them. To, to get back up there if they can get back up there like you know but at least it's finality for them like you know what I mean like, yeah. people are always putting on the long finger ah they're not as bad they're not yeah. as bad and whatever he resolved ah they're not as bad they're not as bad but like final note you know? maybe maybe it is the eye opener that they do that they do need they could be actually looking at their opponents next weekend because um, we have finals. You have Leitrim and Lancashire in the Laurie Mare. 
uh, Sligo and Armagh and the Nicaraguans those go up to play in the Chrissy Ring, and then we have me and Down um, in the Chrissy Ring. So one of those will actually be swapping places with Offaly. It's going to be um, a hard pill to swallow because they say Offaly have been so used to like, do you know what I mean, being feasted at the top table playing against the likes of Kilkenny, do you know what I mean? Kinda yeah. Like next year they're going to be playing the likes of uh, Roscommon. Who would have thought Roscommon and Offaly would be playing? Yeah, whatever about football, Roscommon and Offaly would be playing in, in hurling. But it's like everything they've no They've no given right to be in the Leinster Championship if they're not doing things right. And But it's unfortunate that a lot of people could see what was happening, but no one was there. And as you said, kind of no one expected it. And now hopefully it's the eye opener that they need it and they will do something with, with with awfully hurling we could actually go on all night about it speaking about those finals next weekend um, they have their own day and it's great to see and I hope to God that it, they get as much promotion during the week for their finals um, I remember Longford being in the Laurie Mar and it was absolutely brilliant I never thought I'd see Longford winning and All-Ireland in hurling and we done it twice so um, they're great days out you know um, Sligo I suppose are the talk of hurling at the moment what they've done what Colm O'Mara and the boys have done um, and I'd say they'll definitely put it up to Armagh while I'm really looking forward to the, the Meath down clash in the Christy Ring final um, and obviously our neighbours in Leitrim and Lancashire in the Laurie Mar. Some good matchups there like and then like, the reason why they're kind of intriguing and more washing is because basically I'd say that, like most of the teams that have qualified for the respective finals like have got their probably on marriage and it looks like the finals are evenly poised because basically they're so close and even that it's going to be it's going to be hard to call and then that that's the way a finals should be anyway like do you know what I mean yeah. that the the two top teams from the division like do you know what I mean kind of fight against each other like you know for the cup like and that's what we're going to see like you know some teams more than other teams probably fancy themselves because basically they've been there before do you know what yeah. they've won to an empty Crow Park as well, yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, even Crow Park in necessity. Like, I remember playing there my first all-over final. Like, you're young, childhood dream to play there and you get there and then basically you're just gripped by, like, you, you, you're gripped out, you, you're gripped by that fantasy, like, you know what I'm saying, Jesus, am I, am I in a dream here or not? Yeah. Unfortunately, like, kind of, you need to park that and just focus on the white slitter, do you know what I mean? That's going to be between the four lines and getting your head focused on the game, like, do you know what I mean? If you don't have that experience of kind of playing there on a regular basis and it's your first time, Crow Park can be like a very harsh place, like. Well, listen, so much to talk about uh, next weekend as well because we'll be looking forward and looking ahead to the hurling and then looking back on those finals as well as um, the football. Listen, I'd like to thank you, Sean Og, for joining us again and also our guest, cabin manager, Mickey Graham, and we wish him and his team all the very best next Sunday in the Ulster final. Good luck, Mickey. Yeah, best of luck, 
Thank you. Best of luck. Thanks very much. So we'll chat to you again, Sean Oak. So until next weekend, Slong Gafol.